welcome to Forever Canon. The podcast where I know what to do. And we talk about an iconic and beloved Star Wars hero being a smelly turd to his wife for a whole duology worth of pages. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this was not really a Han Solo fun time to read. No. The guy was suck to all the important people in his life for two whole books and super sweet to strangers. Yeah. Yeah, like immediate best friends. Anyways, we'll we'll get to that. We talked about some of that when we reviewed the first book, but now we're here to talk about Agents of Chaos to Jedi Eclipse, the whole review, man. Mm-hmm. We made it through another book. I don't know how many that is, and I wouldn't dare to guess. <laughs> Not at I the moment. Nine and nine and five. Magic 23. Yep. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> I see, almost said 24. <laughs> see, I, I wouldn't dare to guess. I would have to sit, pause, and do the math. Yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't pause. That was live. That was live math. <laughs> live math. Okay, don't be fooled. Some addition. Oh, man. We're doing it. <laughs> this book was book. But first, bum, bum, bum. Previously on Forever Canon, we finished all of Agents of Chaos 2 Jedi Eclipse by James Lucino, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... It was the 23rd book that we finished. That's all I'm going to say about it right now. No spoilers. In the review episode. Oh, no. No, just kidding. Okay. Let's start. Let's start our full book review where we are always. Always? Yeah, that ours. You get wet. Just slid right in there. Always and forever. I think that's like an R&B jam from the 80s. Wow. We're not on track. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't even get to the track. All that Thomas the Tank Engine inspiration, and all it did was actually take me off the rails, man. Okay. Start. Tim, settle down. Start with... Yeah, Dennis. There's a lot of paper foley work happening on my side. Uh, Yep. Let's start with the galactic overview. What happens across the galaxy in this book? The Yuzhan Vong... Start by taking uh, Jindine, I believe we decided on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Yuzhan Vong take Jindine, where Worth Skidder allows himself to be captured, and Princess Leia rescues a handful of Droma-related Rin, thus setting up most of the book in that first, like, four chapters, right? Mm-hmm. Where there's dragons and fire and people getting rounded up and refugees making an escape. That's the whole book, actually. Sets us all up right there. To save themselves, the Huts ally with the Vong and are then used to insert fake intelligence into the New Republic's plans. Anakin Solo is needed to activate Centerpoint Station in defense against the Vong, and Big Brother Jason joins him. Leia drags Hapes into the war... Meanwhile, Han Solo and Droma undercover a refugee human trafficking operation by New Republic 
allies, finger quotes happened, everyone winds up at surprise target Fondor, center point is fired, and the galaxy's forces of good may be equally as devastated as the evil doing Vong. Quote, a long, boring story. As said by Han Solo at the end of the book, as said by James Lucino, who wrote the book, he wrote that line, you pissed me off. (laughs) Don't do that. Anyways, but for real, it really did make me reflect at the end of the book and go, Han's journey was long and boring. Mm-hmm. The stuff with Leia and Hapes was exciting. The stuff with the boys in Centerpoint was super exciting. Han Solo just kind of bounced around the galaxy with a dude he barely knows looking for that guy's family and ignoring his own. Yeah, following refugee- refugees from planet to planet. For two books! Yep. Like, this should have been bring the focus in on Han Solo and set him up in a good place with the good people in his life. Yeah, this I'll, is this should have been like redemption. Arc. Yeah, a story of recovery and like that kind of thing. His finding his way recovery back. Recovery is later in the book list. <laughs> I believe that's the name of one of the short stories. I think it is. The new books, in like the they have the book timeline in the beginning. They don't have the short stories listed in the new books. Oh no! In the new printings, yeah. Anyways, that's just a tangent because we're so on on the track. But what? It's time to talk about for real. Are the characters in this book the interesting people who do interesting things somehow along the way of this long, boring story? <laughs> I hated that line so much. Yes, you did. Okay. Let's start with Droma. Hopefully the last time I'm ever going to talk about the super rad and sad Romani biker cat from Mars. I do like that that nice description of him. If I could succinctly (laughs) wrap him up in a a single sentence. He's the philosopher pal that Han Solo needs. But how much does he actually help Han? He co-pilots the the Falcon and he covers his back a lot. But by the end of the book, it seemed to me that Han had actually undone whatever emotional journey he had with Droma. And Han Solo was, like, reset to the way he was kind of before these two stories even happened. Mm -hmm. So, what was the point of this man? Yeah. And how much did he really do other than he's kind of like, he's like the bullseye that everyone else is aiming at while Han Solo's traveling around with this guy? Like, he gets racismed on. He gets dragged through a poopy river. He gets arrested. We spend a bunch of time on his family also being racismed. Plenty happens to him. But what does he do? Same, the two of them in this whole story are kind of just caught in that that river the whole time. Like, they are just zooming downstream. Yeah, not really not making choices. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, they are what they're running away at the beginning of the book and they repaint the Falcon black so that it's like undercover. No one will know it's us. And then, Oh, the peace brigade is selling refugees into 
<laughs> perpetual uh, catastrophe, right? Like they're being shipped from place to place to place and used as slave labor. And then like that place can blow up again and we're going to move them somewhere else. Yeah. So once they uncover that, now it's on, right? Because my Dromas people have been beset upon and be belittled and, and racismed upon for all of our existence. So this is our way to right some wrongs that have been done to us. Provide justice for those who can't. Right? That's yeah. his journey. Drama. Yeah. And the only thing that he that he did, and it was for us as the readers, is give Han a a place to voice his inner turmoil. Yeah. Like, Other than that, which he could have done with his family too, but <laughs> would have been much more useful. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like this guy, that's what I mean about like his little philosopher pal. Cause he's got all the answers. Even at the beginning of the book, doesn't he tell Han like, this is why you're running and this is why you're upset because life isn't it. You're actually, you've realized you're a peasant. You don't have as much control over the luck of the universe as all of your survivability throughout history would tell you that you do. Mm-hmm. You've now come to the crushing realization that you're just a regular dude yep. and people can die. And that's what you're dealing with. He like, he lays all that out for him, like his therapist, right? Throughout mm-hmm. the book. And but specifically at the beginning of the book, but like, what, what does he do? <laughs> and then at the end of the book, he finds his family and fracks off, I guess. Battlestar Galactica, wrong universe, but yeah, he just they he's they're reunited with whatever surviving people, his sister, and his niece, a brother-in-law or something, yeah, and, and they're like, aha, mission accomplished. Han reunited someone else's family. Yeah, and it's like a, what a practice round for what he has to do in his own yeah, personal maybe. life, right? Gave him gave him a, a goal, a target, rather than just wandering around. Or or maybe gave drunk. him like um <laughs> what's what's the word? A template? <laughs> like step by step, how I'm gonna reunite my family. Step <laughs> Step one, gonna need them to get sucked up by a gigantic bong snake and then save themselves on my ankle and I'll save them with, with myself with their tail. Uh, and then I'll do that again down an elevator shaft. <laughs> and then I'm gonna paint the ship black. And then, you know, maybe he'll just follow all these simple steps to reunite his own family. I'm sure that's the purpose of this, right? Yeah, maybe. He's a cool character. Very, like, aesthetically interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Not a lot of choices. Right, yeah. not a lot of decision points for these two specifically, because they were together for the entire two books. So, yeah, you know, uh, not a lot of choosing. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite moment for Droma? <laughs> uh, Droma for me, I liked his. I liked that he offered all those different. Hey, here's this little bit of info, right. or here's this insight. That no one else is giving you because you won't let them. I don't know why I'm here, but I will yeah. let you do it. Well, and that's... I, I literally couldn't find a single thing he did. Mm-hmm. So he said <laughs> at the beginning, Han is shoveling anger and compassion into the same grave that he's trying to bury his grief. 
something like more poetic, right? Yeah. So you're taking all of your capacity for positive emotions and throwing them all away with the bad stuff because you, you're not doing the work to separate the good from the bad. You're just like, ah, sh- throw it all away then. Yeah, I don't want Which any is, of it. Again, the, the, you know, the, the um, internalization of what he's doing externally with his family. Mm-hmm. Pushing even away the good stuff, you know? There's bad stuff with Anakin, but fine, I'm going to push all of you away. And I'm going to tell my teenage son I'm mad they won't drink with me in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been a few books ago, but nonetheless. This is... uh, yeah, that was my favorite moment. He said a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. Next! <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> More characters in this book who cer- certainly do a whole lot. Luke... And Mara Jade Skywalker, the very eclipsed Jedi. Because I still don't understand the title of Jedi Eclipse. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. At the very beginning of the book, Luke tells us what the whole book is about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Deception, stealth, misdirection. He says that in chapter six. And then he must be busy moving students off of Yavin 4, right? Until he reappears in chapter 28. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, thinking those same three words. Deception, stealth, misdirection. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. Uh, you'll notice I didn't mention Mara. Okay. They're in the book, though. Mm-hmm. That's it, man. That's it. Shows up and he's like, we got to get these kids out of here. It's too close to where the invasion corridor for the Yuzhan Vong has been spreading. It's dangerous to have children here at the Jedi Praxium on Yavin 4. Got to move them kids. Deception. Stealth. Misdirection. And then he shows back up at the end. He's like, yeah, I told you. <laughs> he's like, I knew something shifty was going on. <laughs> I didn't stick around to do the goddamn thing about it. No. I don't know. How about that? What's your favorite moment of Luke and Mar Jade Skywalker? <laughs> I'm I'm not entirely sure if I and I don't think I'm skipping over anything Mara did. I don't think was it this book or the it was yeah it was, it was this book where she got healed. Yeah. Well, it was at the end of the last book. Wasn't was it? It was the end of the last one. Because yeah, that was when everything went. I wrong couldn't remember. With, uh, yeah, that's the end of the last book. Okay. Think, yeah. So yeah, but she was like, ooh. Am I really cured? <laughs> yeah. It's all just about like the nervousness to trust the cure from the bad guy. Yeah. Who they're... might not be a bad guy because she's not actually a Vong. Who knows? Yeah. I don't got nothing special. I got one thing. Okay. When Luke Skywalker was on Yavin 4, he looked at a Jedi and introduced a new character to this book series. He looked at a young a blonde female Jedi, mm-hmm. and he said, Tahiri. New Jedi. Yep. Cool. That's good. <laughs> Better move her. <laughs> she, she might be in danger. <laughs> a, a newly named Jedi in the middle of a war. That's that's always good. Gonna stick around for a long time, I bet. <laughs> I, I didn't need a Han Solo interlude so early in the war story. Mm-hmm. Especially if he's not going to reconnect himself to anything at all. Yeah, that could have been a nice final arc for him. Or, like, anyways. Okay. Next, next group of characters who do a lot. 
The Yuzhan Vong. Dragons and creatures and tent of brains. Oh my. Because the Vong are here with all their grossness and glory. But in this book, Tim, more than ever, they are unbeatable geniuses. Yeah. They know what everyone is going to do. They know what everyone is going to think they're going to do. They know everything and trick all their enemies and fake allies along the way from Jindine to Fondor. They're geniuses. Mm-hmm. They, they cannot be outmaneuvered tactically or intellectually. They just dominate everybody in this book all along the way. Species lies, built for war. Lies, stealth, deception. Most of that isn't even directly present in the text. So, like, you keep the reader guessing along the way. We don't know what the Vong are up to. Yeah. We know they have a spy in the New Republic, which pretty obvious quickly that it's Vicky Shesh, right? Mm-hmm. In the New Republic Defense Council force beings. We know that they are tricking the New Republic into thinking they want to go somewhere. We know the New Republic is trying to trick the Vong into thinking we want them over here, and then they're going to show up here where there's no ships, and we're going to center point them. And then at the end, everyone's been tricked very thoroughly, and the Vong go to Fondor. They're like, smash, 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 smash. Nobody knew we were coming here. Idiots, 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 idiots. We told the Huts where to bring the drugs, (laughs) because we knew that you were paying attention to that information. Like, all right, they just... Just outmaneuver everybody. It's like not even. It's not even close, and it's not done in the text. Yeah. It's all just alluded to that. Oh, the Vong are tricking us. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we're gonna trick the Vong. The lies, stealth, misdirection, deception, whatever, whatever. And the only reason that worked for me as the reader is that we were also we were not told where they were going either. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's so that's great. why that works. And that's, that was good. The mm-hmm. st- all the stuff with the Yuzhan Vong was, was really, really good. Um, like not just all, all the subterfuge and stuff, but, uh, Chine Cal and the Kresh mm-hmm. and their, uh, their Yamisk world brain. And those, they have like, like blended up leech memory, right? Like they pass down memories through the Yamisks and this one knew that was a Jedi. Can't trick them, man. You cannot trick them. They know so much. That they can't be beaten. It takes a serious effort from them. They're putting in a serious effort to undermine the Jedi. They they get the threat. They understand how important the Jedi are. And they're like, not only are we going to physically destroy them any chance we get. We've tried to poison the entire Jedi Order, right? That was the whole thing. She had a lungs full of bugs. Mm-hmm. She's going to kill everybody. Uh, we're going to undermine them in the public eye we're going to destroy their their reputation and make them look like unparticipants in in the war they're not protecting anybody and when they show up it's people like worth skitter ruining everything they have this whole genius unstoppable war plan that even in, includes the media mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah Nominor is really good at his job <laughs> but nas choka Loses half of his fleet at Fondor. And, and then we end with Naminor meeting with Vicky Shesh. And I want to talk about this because I didn't get it. 
He was meeting. That was Nominor mm-hmm. as someone else. Right? Yeah, of course. His, yeah, his... he always has a different identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you call? It? It doesn't matter. How? <laughs> I don't understand. How was she already a pawn of the Yuzhan Vong then? If she's now just for the first time at the end of this book meeting with Nominor, who is stealth deception misdirection he is that guy yeah he would be the guy who would pick and choose agents would he not Mm -hmm. so at the end of this book he meets with vicky shesh and it's like ooh, something's happening but i don't get it at all not at all yeah maybe they just had never met in person before but what is this is how the book ends yeah what is the significance it, I think it would have been a little more if we hadn't caught that she was already new and creepy. We, and I knew this was going to come up. And I, dang it, meant to mark down. It happens like, I think I was going through, it was like chapter 12 or something. It's explicitly said that Vicky Shesh is a traitor. It's very early in the book. I don't remember specifically, but when I was going through my notes, like for the whole book, right. To do this episode, mm-hmm. I came across it and I was like, I freaking knew it. And I know he's going to say that. Cause you <laughs> said that before. Um, dang man. No, I don't know. It didn't work. And I didn't understand the ending. And if we want to just talk about the ending in general, the whole ending is, is kind of bonkers other than center point happening. The rest of it's like a big mess. It's like all you just really had to put all the loose ends in the same spot at once, type of thing. Yeah, it's not really cohesive. It, uh, you was, look like you've discovered something. Yeah, it was chapter sixteen. Aha! Uh-huh. Uh, they specifically say that she was the one that passed the information about Vergier and all that stuff. So there you go. Yeah, it's explicitly stated to us halfway through the book, and then at the end of the book, she meets with Nominor, and it's supposed to be a done, done, done cliffhanger for the next book. I'm like, why? <laughs> She's already bad guy. I don't. <laughs> yep. I don't understand. All right. <laughs> what was uh, your favorite moment of the Yuzhan Vong? I liked the You're meeting. Going all the way back to the beginning. Nope, you're not. No, nope. carry on. <laughs> I liked the meeting between Borga and Nashchoka, Malakar. Oh yeah. That yeah, whole yeah, meeting yeah, yeah. where he's like, "Listen, slug face." I know you're lying to me, and yeah. I know you're going to lie to me. And was it? Um, here's the lie I want you to tell. Nashoka says that in time, Borgo will learn to call him Lord. Yeah. Which I liked. And the huts were like, whoops. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this was a bad deal. We yeah. should back out of this. One deal. of the most manipulated, manipulative species in the galaxy. And. But it's here it is your first in- interaction with them. Yeah. And you get stealth, misdirected, <laughs> deceptive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, my favorite part about the Yuzhan Vong was the gas bag fire-breathing dragons. Duh. <laughs> where, did, where did those come from, and where did they Cotton Eye go? Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we haven't seen them yet before, but they had dragons. They had fire-breathing hot air balloons. Yeah. <laughs> every every new planet that they take over, we get another new thing yeah, that they can Vong do. Yeah, Snake in the last book, right? They're like, here's yep. one thing that we have just comes off the coral ship, and it's just a mouth. Hose <laughs> that attaches to your ship and sucks to suck, literally. Yeah. Our next characters, Tim, 
are my favorite characters of all the Star Wars expanded universe. The Solo Children. The one and only Anakin featuring Jason and what's-her-face over there. (laughs) (laughs) Jaina gets one scene, I think. Yeah, I don't... At the beginning of the book, Anakin and Jason are having an argument in front of like all the Jedi or something. And she steps in between them. She's like, my brothers, settle down. Yeah, this ain't good for nobody. We need calmness to prevail here. That happens in chapter six. (laughs) And then actually they don't stop arguing. Jason and Anakin continue to argue more and more all throughout the book about whether Jedi should defend or attack. Should they be protectors or should they be destroyers? At center point, Anakin has the the joystick goo form out of out of the panel in front of him and he doesn't fire the world's galaxy's biggest gravity weapon. Mhm. <laughs> Uncle Thracken does. Yeah. He just gets his hand in there. I had a thought about that actually. Because well, you, you were really upset that Thrax could just do that. I still am. Yeah. Go ahead. They're but, related. I'll allow. Yeah. It, it, does, it does say that they needed Anakin to activate it, not necessarily to fire it. To operate it. Yeah. yeah. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but don't make such a big deal then for yeah. two books about how only Anakin, only Anakin. Yeah, they they do. They make a Put big deal about him. Put more focus on the fact that it's just to turn it on, then. Yeah, but it does. They said the thing imprinted on him. Yes. Oh. Which it which is so another like, weird. Uh, I'll let your uncle shoot me. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah, he, he does though. He go he goes ahead and he pulls that trigger. Yep. And he kills so many people. A lot of people, and half uh half of the people he killed were not the bad guys two-thirds of the good guys are dead and half of the bad guys are dead which is a good thing i guess in a war where the overwhelming force of evil is poised to overwhelm you (laughs) (laughs) overthrow (laughs) but either way they're unstoppable man so i guess even though the vong even the vong are like that wasn't a good plan. That had to have been a mistake. <laughs> yep. They just killed 66% of their people to take out 50% of ours. That math is simply live wrong. Math. Bad math. Mm-hmm. I mean, math was correct. Strategy is bad. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, a, a bad plan, bad strategy. But he does it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The whole idea was that the whole Vong fleet was supposed to be here at Corellia mm. so that we could shoot them all point blank. Yeah. But no, he shoots like at Fondor, which is in the Corellian system or no? Uh, 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 I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so either. What are like the seven jewels of the Corellian mm. system? Talus and Trallis. Yeah, 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 yeah. And got, yeah. Got one. Um, there's another one that starts with... Drawl. Commodore? Commonor, yeah, Drawl, right? Because they were there, or was that a short stop? I think Drawl is there. Anyways, um, he didn't hit any of those planets. He didn't he take off? Didn't he hit some of Fondor's moon or something? Yeah, blew a big chunk off of that. Yeah. So like, all the moons are getting destroyed everywhere. <laughs> the Vong. That's gonna throw the 
the weather on Fondor all out of whack. Yeah, and as bad as it is that Uncle Thracken gripped your stick and fired your load at so many innocent people, as bad as that is, Anakin knows in his heart, I could have made a clean shot. Yep. Clean, perfect kill. I could have done it. I, Anakin Solo, single-handedly could have ended the war right now. Mm -hmm. And I didn't because I agree with my brother who convinced me all along the way that Jedi shouldn't do such a thing. But dang, it got shot anyways. So here comes now like this new philosophical conundrum for Anakin, which is separate or I guess compounds the attacker versus protector thing. Yeah. And becomes, well, what happens if I have the chance to attack and I don't and more people end up hurt? Yeah. Because someone else does the attacking. Why? Like, how much is he going to be wrestling with this responsibility Spider-Man style of great power? Mm-hmm. Right, like I, I could have, I could have done it. You could have, I could have ended the war essentially, yeah, in one joystick tap, maybe double tap. I don't know how. Maybe you have to flip up the button and then pull the trigger. I don't know. It was, it was goo that came out of a screen. So who knows? Ancient technology. But mm-hmm. I love, love that yeah. detail uh, being added to his grief and suffering <laughs> like Anakin now you know he got Chewbacca killed mm-hmm. he put he uh, he is responsible for the situation which Chewbacca sacrificed himself I sh- uh, to be more correct his dad has abandoned the family because of that uh, his sister has run off to war he and his brother can't quite agree on anything and then now he let his uncle blow up a trillion innocent people. Yeah, however many. Just, it seems like this book series is going to be the fall and tragedy of Anakin Solo. Like, look at how much just straight up suffering we're layering on top of this kid just like his grandfather. Yeah. Or it'll be the ability to stay good in the that's, face of it all. Well, that's the gonna that would wouldn't that make for a great story? Obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Is that you have the template <laughs> of how to become a bad guy, Anakin? You've seen, you know what your grandfather did. It's listed in history books. Yep. Can you, with all of your power and namesake, control that and stay good? If that's what his personal journey through this war is going to be that's awesome yeah especially if we keep piling all this tragedy on. <laughs> favorite moment of the solo children and again uh yeah didn't do a lot no a lot of people said a lot of things in this book yeah i still just like the last book i like the jason and anakin two sides are both both right, but neither one can agree what the middle ground is. I and like they're, it. They're representative of the whole Jedi Order having yeah. the same argument, right? That's yeah. all, they're awesome. Yeah, that's great. You, you get the nice, you get the the new generation talking about what the old people are talking about. 
and and how they've got things wrong along the way, and mm-hmm. how like we're the new smart geniuses that can't be beaten on the block. Oh shit, here comes mom. No, <laughs> yeah, no, I like that a lot. Uh, my favorite moment was that Anakin didn't fire the thing. My favorite line, or like few lines back to back, was like Anakin stepped away from the thing. And then Thracken grabs it and fires it. And I was just like, no. But the fact that he stepped away from it and didn't do it, I was like, yes. Thank God you didn't shoot that thing. Oh, God, no. Like it, was, <laughs> yep. it allowed for the juxtaposition of the next moment. It was That was pretty great. The whole center point thing, yeah, with these two brothers. Chef's kiss. Yeah, as soon as <laughs> center point gets brought up, it's like, what's this thing? Why is it so cool? Why is it so dangerous? Why is it ancient technology that's imprinted on uh, uh, Skywalker blood? Yeah, it's a very interesting piece to the story. And it's an unknown variable. Mm-hmm. They don't know it. They don't know nothing about it. All they know is that it shoots gravity. Yeah. And good luck with the rest of it. <laughs> Whatever it does. Vaporizes capital we ships, We're apparently. not really sure how to turn it on. We definitely don't know how to turn it off. Whatever. Our final characters. Han and Leia Solo. The grief-riddled man and the guilt-stricken princess. Ooh, that's good. (laughs) 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 I haven't looked at that in a little while. Okay, okay. Han was right. Han was right. His story actually was long and boring. Amandroma, like we said, mostly just location hopped until they found the refugee slave scheme, which then just directly led them to the Rin family. Uh, like they chased them to a Brigado Ray and then found where they were going. And that was, that's what they did. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it just felt like that for me, but truly the least interesting part of these two books was Han and Androma other than their action scenes. Yeah. They weren't, they weren't on a mission with a goal or at least nothing that was like, I don't know. Okay. Find his family. Okay. Like that's so nebulous. Yeah. Maybe that's why it was hard to connect to. There was no hard, simple target for them. It was like, Oh, they're just going to chase refugees around. And then I know they're going to find the family. Yeah. And in this galactic turmoil yes every family every life is important but yeah. it seemed like such a minor thing to take up ev- the to whole take up thing two books yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 oh i gotta find this guy's family because he saved my life mm-hmm. yeah man how about the entire new republic military <laughs> i think they saved your life at every battle and engagement that we've had so far. Yep. You're going to go save all of their families and find all that? Because I bet you some of them came from those planets that have been taken over or destroyed and displaced entire populations of planets. Yeah. Nah. This one, though. I like this. I like this guy with his tail. And beak? They have beaks? They have mustaches. Beaks. Comes up at the end of this book. Beaks. They have beaks suddenly. I'm not... Okay. No. That's the next book. We'll get to that. You're right, Tim. They don't have beaks in this book. We'll get there. Mustaches. I don't know. He's a cool guy. He probably looks like... uh, Oh, I just about damn had that guy's name. 
that Western actor, Sam. Oh yeah, old um, dude with big white mustache. He he, he does all the like the Ford like, commercials. Yeah, and he was like, he's got like he was <laughs> on some show with Ashton Kutcher. He was in the Hyde. he was in the Ghost Rider movie, the first one. Sam, you know, good old Sam. Uh, yeah, I know <laughs> who you're talking about though. Mustache like that. That's why they're cool. That's why Han Solo took two books to avoid his family and save someone else's. <laughs> and then that's what he does. Mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the book, he's like, I don't know, middle finger to my wife. <laughs> my wife, Leia, who had all the real action in this book. She was evacuating refugees from Jindine under gas bag dragon fire. She went to Hapes. And witnessed a duel and had a man slap a man right, right, <laughs> Princess Soldier, in her behalf. She had the visions and that, that then led it to be her fault that all these Hapens are dead already. At the, the first instance of stepping into this war. She did. She This was her book. Mm-hmm. But it's, let's say it's the year 2000 and you can't... Uh, as easily sell a book with Princess Leia's face on it alone. Yeah. Really, right? That's the misogynist history of the of all fandom. Is that, ah, we like our female characters, but I'm not going to buy a book with just her on it. I, I like Princess Leia, but I don't want to just read about just women. Right? <laughs> like, that's, that's the yeah. stereotypical misogynist uh, fandom, sci-fi especially type of shit garbage 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 attitudes but maybe that's why it's 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 posed as Han Solo's journey she does all the cool stuff and uh, yeah and, <laughs> and all the pivotal crucial things to the galaxy at large yep he saves one family and she has the big story yeah right? the global uh, ga- galactic story I guess yeah she does the things that shape the galaxy and makes decisions and helps other people make decisions and so do her children yeah and then dad's just like i found this mustachioed <laughs> cat man and i love him all right anyways hey han solo accomplishes goal right he's he's a good guy he got this family back together let's go back to the beginning of the book who handpicked his family to be saved from Jindeen? Leia. <laughs> Leia pointed at those Rin and said, we got to get them on the ship. We'll, uh, we'll even squeeze them on with the baby. There's not going to be enough room, but we have to make it happen. Mm-hmm. It was her. Just saying. Right on. <laughs> favorite, favorite moment of Han and Leia? Or either or. I don't know. Oh. Han, Han and Droma had some good action scenes. I like Han and the whole droid interaction with Baffle and that. Yeah, that was, I that was that. a cool little subplot, sub, 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 sub plot thread. Yeah, because it, <laughs> yeah. it made him, I think, how I read it was, think of maybe 3PO a little differently. Because yeah. Baffle was having some interesting, uh, like... He doesn't know that he's had his memory wiped. Yeah. It's essentially, like, he has an entirely new personality and... and directive and mm-hmm. doesn't know it yeah han solo met him in han solo's mystical mysterious past right of mm-hmm. of of rum running and, and whatever else 
under a different name. Yeah, that droid was that was great. I, I like and that yeah, you're I right. Like that three PO concurrently having this like crisis of uh, of like mortality almost. Yes, of uh, existential crisis. Mm-hmm. Why do I exist, and will I stop existing? Yeah, people literally will push a button and make you a new person and erase your history. Yep. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> that droid was cool. <laughs> I don't, don't like the way I just broke it down, but I did like all the interactions with <laughs> I it. I liked that. And uh, I liked Leia on Hapes and her, not necessarily the the dual part of that but her her <laughs> you mean <laughs> you mean combat armor karate contest yeah their her interaction with I the hate I just came off that on top of my head <laughs> carry on sorry her interaction with is sold is and their um, his mom yeah and, and the politicians and there the queen and and, and yeah. what I can't remember the guy's name the jerk Wow, don't care. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I like those interactions yeah. that she had. Watching her do political stuff. Mm-hmm. But like like intimate political stuff, like families politics mm-hmm. in, in this royalty thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um I got let me see. I like the flash flood chase. Mhm. Where they get saved by Baffle. <laughs> yep. And uh I like that Leia Failed to understand her visions. Mm-hmm. I like that she succeeded in every outward way and then had this internal failure that she, like Anakin, is going to have to reckon with. Yeah, because she didn't understand it in time. She didn't. She, yeah, she. it was like a whole two or three visions. Uh, warnings of, I got a bad feeling about this. Mm-hmm. And then she just kept going. <laughs> She's like, oh, the kids are safe. No, that's fine. And she then, tried to. She tried once with a soldier to be like, you got to back out. And he's like, no, yeah, I can't Immediately now. after the duel ended. Yeah. Excuse me. I just got my arm broken. I can't do take backsies. Yeah, I can't do that now. That's a disgrace. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. I just did this for you. <laughs> what? A toxic girlfriend. <laughs> she gets you into a fight. And then tells you to take it back. Anyways, yeah. go cool. apologize now. No, she's great. She's the mm-hmm. best part of this book. Overall, this book, though, was like a fun spy thriller, rogue hero action adventure. Like, the book is fun and good. Mm-hmm. But when you break it down on the micro the, like scale like we do, man, it's like, I don't understand this entire use of Han and Droma. Yeah. Cut that out of the book and it's a cool book still. Mm-hmm. Like nothing they did was pivotal to the plot at all. You could completely cut out everything they did. And at the end, Han Solo calls his wife and gets mad at her because she's not staying home again or something. And doesn't like, tell her where he's going. Yeah. like We just have a complete utter failure of communication again at the end of the book. Mm-hmm. What? What, what did he do? What was his point? Or is this a study of a broken man? And I'm missing the point. Maybe, yeah, maybe that is the point. But it was really also, look at, listen to us trying to go through. It was your favorite moment. Pretty lacking in standout moments throughout yeah. the book too. Like there are a few like 
like uh, what do you what do you call them? Not cutscenes, set pieces, where you're like, hey, here they go, and then it's a running river, and it's jumping over the thing out of out of this boat, and then you're crashing into the net, and you're rescued by the the robots, or it's uh, the the dragon fire, and run like there's giant action set pieces that are really cool. But there's just not a ton of individual standout moments. Although, I don't know how many you should you have in a singular book. I, I, this is just how I feel at yeah. the end of the book, right? I don't know. Other than center point firing, which was uh, outrageously spectacular, mm-hmm. there was not a lot of craziness or standout stuff. But center point, I guess. Yeah. Is, should, that's the shut up to that whole complaint. <laughs> um, I launched light across the galaxy and killed almost half of uh, what? What? What's fifty and sixty six? Fifty seven and a half percent of everybody involved in that conflict. Woof. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that math. Why am I doing so much live math on the microphone? I don't know, today? but I think that was correct. What's half? Oh, it's got to be 58, right? Because it's the difference eight, of 16. Eight. And I said 57 and a half because I just couldn't quite figure it out. It was a good book. It was a good book. Um, That's it. That's it for book 23. Han Solo paints his ship black and helps a friend find his family while ignoring his own who have undergone disastrous personal crises mm-hmm. by the end of this book. The, the same that he has. Yep. But they don't need me. That's it. That's it for book 23. That's it for New Jedi Order book five, Agents of Chaos 2 Jedi Eclipse by James Lucino. And now, immediately on to the next book. As always... In this never-ending cycle of pages and covers, we move now to the New Jedi Order, Book 6, Balance Point, by Kathy Tires. I, I think that's right. Yeah. Released October 31st, spooky, in the year 2000. I believe this is Kathy's forever canon debut. This is the first time we've read this author I think so, on yeah. the podcast. Yeah. She didn't write any of the other 18 books, and not yet in the NJO. But welcome to the podcast, Kathy. <laughs> I hope you never hear it, or if you do, you like it. <laughs> I don't know. This can't be fun. This can't be interesting, first of all, for anybody. But why would any author want to hear, like, here's what I didn't like? Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like the books, though. I like them all overall, okay? Yeah. I do. I we, really we do. We do say we like them we're, as well, though. We've read 23 of them. I, I like them. Yep. I've bought them all. At least that should be some sort of <laughs> <laughs> some sort of satisfaction to the authors. Anyways, let's talk about Kathy Tires. According to Wikipedia, a little bit about her. She's a microbiologist. She's a kindergarten to 12 certified teacher. And author of seven Star Wars short stories and two novels. Her first one was 1993's The Truce at Bakura. 
I can picture that book cover. And they have alluded to it already in this war. Bakura has been mentioned. Mm -hmm. This is her second Star Wars book in the year 2000. And I think it was her last one. <laughs> Actually, I recollecting on what I saw on Wikipedia. She went back to microbiology. No, she just went to writing other stuff and getting paid, kicking ass. I don't know. Whatever. She, she's she got... who? Yeah, maybe she became a deep sea diver also. Maybe she is a rocket scientist and she's on the moon secretly. I don't know how that would work. Okay. it's <laughs> not the point. <laughs> the point is, she wrote New Jedi Order 6, Balance Point. A much more manageable title mm -hmm. for our podcast... Format. Yeah, I'm sure you're excited about that. Oh, two words. <laughs> it's going to be nice to just type two words again instead of up, 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 two. <laughs> okay. That's, I don't know, that's all I could find out about her. She seems interesting. Mm -hmm. She's a multi-talented, multi-faceted woman. And I'm excited to read this book. Because the cover of it, let's get, let's get right to looking at the front cover. Mm -hmm. We have... Leia and Han divided by crackling energy from a silhouetted person with X-wings in the background. Well, who is that? Who is who who could that person in the middle be? Looks human. Definitely looks human. Some kind of maybe gold wrapping around their wrists. Yeah. It's hard to see. You could have a gun on the front of their outfit there. It's hard to they're all in shadow. But but here you go, Tim. Are you ready for this subtle psychology? What do you notice about Han and Leia on the cover? That they're looking away from each they other. They are not looking at each other. Mm -hmm. And the X-Wings are flying away from something. Yeah. Not towards something. They're flying out to the cover. <laughs> like at us. Yes. What does it all mean, man? Han and Leia divided... A thunderstorm in between them. A screaming man in the foreground. X-Wings flying away. Ooh, what could it be? Maybe we'll get some hints from the back cover. Allow me to read it. In the aftermath of one tragedy, will a young Jedi search for redemption lead to yet another? Oh, man. That's what has happened every book so far. One disaster has led to another. There is no place else to channel the flood of refugees fleeing the murderous Yuzhan Vong but the overcrowded planet Duro. Poisoned by centuries of technological excess. Fortunately, a deal is struck. In exchange for a new home, the refugees will work to restore the planet to health under the watchful eye of Leia Organa Solo. So you know it's not slavery. While tempers flare between the Duros and the New Republic, Han Solo, his son Jason, and the Rin called Droma hmm. arrive to keep the peace. What? Didn't that guy just find his family? Go home! <laughs> don't these guys, these men don't understand. Okay. They are unaware that Leia is on Duro. And that Luke, Mara, and Anakin are on their way, searching for a missing Jedi apprentice. So, I like this. Because you know what happens every time at the end of these stories? 
We have to smash everyone together for the big final conflict, right? Mm -hmm. Most of the time, we spend the book trying to get all the characters together and then something happens. Skip that step. Everyone's <laughs> at Duro. Yeah. We're, they <laughs> Tell don't us know right it, about it. But you're all there. It's right here on the back cover. And maybe, hopefully, this isn't one of those spoilers that everyone else isn't going to find out in the book till three quarters of the way through. Remember, what book was that that happened to? We read something on the back of the book that was like, these two people are have to settled their differences or something. Yeah, we didn't read the back cover for like three books after that. Yeah, because it was did, something that didn't come up till three quarters of the way through the book or two thirds. Anyways, hopefully that's not the situation. And everyone quickly finds out they're all in the same place. Anyways, none realize that the Yuzhan Vong have chosen this embattled planet as the next target in their brutal coreward thrust. Mm -hmm. So everyone, everyone's, everyone's coming. Yep. If you're not here already, they're coming. Everyone's coming. Now, as the fragile stability on Duro threatens to collapse into violence, Jason Solo must face his greatest dilemma. At what point does the use of power become aggression? Whatever he decides, his next step could tip the galaxy's destiny Toward the light or toward darkness. With the life of someone he loves hanging in the balance. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Tim, this book is a Jason Solo book. It sounds like he's got it, the biggest decision to make. He's the, the main focus. Mm -hmm. It sounds like. Anyways, then again, everyone is named on the back of the book. Leia, Han, Jason, Droma, Luke, Mara, Anakin. Oh, wait. Mm -hmm. Oh, what was her face again? <laughs> Every fucking time. <laughs> yep. Yeah, just your twin brother's going to have a big book. Well, maybe we'll see you next time. <laughs> she must be at Duro, surely. Everyone's there. Jaina. That's who we're talking about. Yeah. Okay, so hopefully this the back of the cover isn't spoilery. But... It sounds like we've got a Jason Solo book. So that is exciting. Or, as the kids say, across the galaxy, lubed. <laughs> <laughs> that was from so long ago. Yes, it was. That might have been from the very first book. Yeah. I think it actually was. Oh, a whole Jason Solo book. Can we do it without his twin? Is it possible? Find out next week when we cover New Jedi Order 6 Balance Point. I'm used to talking way longer when I'm reading this. Chapters 1 through 4. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Long, boring episode <laughs> for any comments and questions you can hit us up at forever canon podcast at gmail.com forever canon podcast is a jay plazer production catch us on facebook instagram twitch twitter and youtube at jay plazer check us out